Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Well, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been. And we know what we're knowing, but we can't say what we've seen. And we're not little children, and we know what we want. Yes, we're on the road to somewhere I'm not sure that we are listening to the Arabug Radio Show here on 3CR. Listening in the transistor at that IWA transistor in the kitchen, podcasting, streaming, or just picking up through a ride in the hills. Many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now!, the War on Peace report, and welcome to a show about bicycles and why they matter, why we like them, why we can talk about them endlessly. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. Um, I'm sorry about that little hiccup at the start, but I think we're on the road. Are we again? Here we are. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry, I'm, um, I'm starting the... I'm uh, I'm starting to dredge the outer edges of bicycle poetry. So that's when it comes from Mr. Judgy and um, a nice little piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I say, it is a mid-winter morning in Melbourne, actually, where I've just had a couple of magnificent cycling days. Beautiful, beautiful weather, winter weather. Oh, crisp in the morning, but perfectly sunny days. Yep. And wattle trees slowly bursting into life. I noticed that this week. I was up in Albury and uh, there's wattle uh, everywhere. And this morning on the way into the station, a few. There was, yep. yep. A few spotted this morning. The Nash- I've forgotten I should have looked this up when um, wattle day is. September. Oh, is it? Yep. Uh. Yep. And uh, I was thinking, is it early that the, the wattle's out? Because I know... Historically, people talk about the wattle coming in August. So yes. are we getting I'm earlier? Not, well, I'm not too sure. I made a comment about what wattle two weeks ago and got a lovely correction because it, what I saw was actually a weed that grows <laughs> everywhere and looks exactly, <laughs> exactly like that. a wattle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which was quite funny. Bike moments, bike moments, bike moments. Bike moments, and before we share ours, yes, might just uh, mention that you at home can share your bike moment with us if you text it to us at zero four triple eight zero nine eight five five, and we'll share it. There we go. uh... I had a very, I told a very funny bike moment a couple of weeks ago. So I had a little bit of a tumble off the bike, 
And look, just on a... Um, I've been interested in observing myself. I'm still getting back to... I still haven't got my mojo back on the bicycle, even sitting upright on a, a gentleman's city bike. I'm still lacking that... Um, I don't know what you call it. I'm double-checking myself yeah, all the time. Yeah. Eight weeks on. No. Well, uh, and you, you learn quickly. You, you, yeah, your yeah, brain yeah. goes, yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah, do that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in this awful thing. I don't trust what I'm looking at a bit now, which is yep. doubly spooky. Needless to say, yes, I have had my eyes checked and yes, I have got <laughs> done everything like that. Yeah. But uh, it's just interesting watching the ramifications of it. An, yeah. an extended bike moment, long bike moment. Uh, a gift that keeps <laughs> on giving. giving. One, <laughs> one little moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> uh, I had, um, I was in Albury last week, gorgeous weather, and uh, I have a bike that lives up there. And took a, a little bit to um, get it going. It, it, it's been a while since I used it and someone had moved house and so it needed a little bit of work. It had um, gotten a bit beaten up. But then uh, I, I had been looking for a way to get it a little bit further up a particular sort of highway and uh, it's a road with no shoulder and everyone's doing 100. So, And mm. I found uh, part of the human hovel walking track. On, oh. on Google, and I, so for I've been thinking next time I go up there, I'll try and see if you can get onto that and use it to ride up. <clears throat> so I did that, and uh, yeah, had a a lovely half an hour hurtling through the bush on some single track, just um, working my way a bit further up the highway without having to do with the cars. But um, every corner you went round, there was another Tom Roberts painting. Oh, look, it was also, no, because this was the thing. It was that it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster because you go around a corner and think, oh, yes, this is gorgeous, through the trees. And and then you go around the next corner and there's a housing estate right up against the track. And then you go around the next corner and, again, lovely vista and you can be out in the middle of anywhere but go around the following corner and and you're along the back of houses. So you're you're kind of... Skirting yeah. through, you have to wear blinkers. I think that's the thing. Just don't look sideways. That's <laughs> <laughs> very uncyclist behaviour. <laughs> uh, oh, magic. Um, Wattles. Well, a little bit of news. The tour is on um, on its way. Of course, still on. Yeah, I still. <laughs> well, I have. It has been one of the most interesting tours in a long while. I find so. Yeah, enjoying every night. You can watch a different race <laughs> for a different thing, and and you can take your pick. And yeah, yeah. And there are some lovely human stories um, coming out of it too, as well as we were speaking um, about the Eternal Second uh, two weeks ago. I love. I read a lovely uh, interview with Eddie Merckx ah, on yep. um, Mark Cavendish about equaling his record. And Eddie Merckx told a very funny story. He used to be the sports director of Quickstep, which would have been, I think, Mark Cavendish's um, first um, first team. And a lot of the nouveau riders would stay with Eddie when they were riding in the uh, Belgium races. And Eddie Merck said that Mark Cavendish was the only one who cleaned up his room when they left. 
he was a delightful young boy, <laughs> which I thought was just lovely. <laughs> I'm not... Uh, uh, and he made look. He made a lovely interest. A lot of people get their um, get worried and get excited about you know how can Mark Cavendish be put on the same plane as uh, that he yep. looks. I think we all understand the completely different um, beast and completely different uh, ways of winning things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and also um, in the Giro d'Italia, Anna van der Breggen has won her fourth. Okay. After last night's stage, last night's stage was won by Corinne Rivera, but um, yeah, Anna's um, relentless <laughs> winning streak goes on. Yes, yep, and um, for now, a European summer. Yes, yeah, which is not short. Well, I think that's part of you know, there's a big part of watching things like the tour here in the middle of winter is to yeah. you know see beaches and sunny skies and not to climb on to twice in one day. I think that's a bit beyond anybody's uh, recollection. Oh. Um, Other news. We've got um, the Transport Accident Commission are uh, collaborating with Deakin University and uh, some new lighting technology called Seasense. Uh, uh, for a bicycle light trial, and uh, this is one of those things people people love creating technology to solve problems that we already have solutions for. But um, mm. and and I am a little, I'm not completely convinced by this idea. So, the C-Sense Smart Bike Light is a light that uh, um, will. <laughs> it it reacts to what's go wh- where you're riding and what's going on. So it provide it reacts to the environment, flashing brighter and faster at riskier moments, such as roundabouts, intersections, filtering through traffic, or approaching car headlights. So yeah. these are things it can detect itself with a sensor or via the GPS. No, um, uh, so the. As part of it, they're doing a trial and they want a 1,000 Victorian bike riders to participate over 12 months. You will be given one of these lights to use and as what it does is collect data while it's on your bike and you're riding somewhere. So it will collect um, when you crash and where and close-passing hotspots, uh, abrupt accelerations and decelerations, which... Yep. will then um, tell researchers something about that particular spot. Swerving, road surface roughness, average and instantaneous speeds, an origin destination and key routes or gateways and uh, other feedback. So if you want to take part in that trial, you can go to the tac.vic.gov.au and search for bicycle light trial. Uh, there's a small survey to do and they will choose 1,000 people to be participants. There we go. It's going to bleed into an observation from this morning. Oh, look, it's um, oh, look. I've read a couple of articles on. Um, there's been a gradual takeover now of putting LEDs onto cars. So, this that same blindingly white light that mm. LEDs on bikes uh, use, and now being transferred to cars, and 
I've read a couple of articles, both in Europe and the States, of actually the long-term damage done by people on the road with cars of these high-powered, this-style light, um, shining in their eyes and doing damage to their eyes. Yeah. You know, it's pure... I mean, we're sitting in a room with mood lighting now, but that pure white intensity that comes from those high-powered LEDs... I'm walking around the park at 8 o'clock this morning or quarter to 8 with an elderly gentleman from the park and somebody with just a normal blinking LED headlight on it coming towards us. It's nearly broad daylight. He complained about the intensity of it. Yeah. It's a really interesting thing. And I'm not sure... The flashing bit always worries me. I hate to drag this up, I speak... As no, far as lights are concerned. It is interesting. And, and the thing that always strikes me is that, you know, riding in the Netherlands for several years where the flashing lights are uh, banned. banned and that difference between um, I make myself as bright as possible but in doing so I make the people around me very difficult to see Yeah, and that thing more collective approach where together we're yeah. visible yeah. Um, and with other elements of lighting in the environment, uh, and and there's obviously a difference if you're out on in the country or somewhere by yourself, and or if you're riding in the yeah. city and there's lots of other pedestrians and riders and traffic around you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's not a straightforward. No, sort of, no. But people tend to assume it is and just think, oh, brighter yeah. is better. Like a always, and four wheel drives are work yep. on the same yep. system. I make myself and my kids much safer. I'm not particularly worried about everybody else. So the bigger the car, it's um, and look at interesting. None of the um, I'm not sure what to um, call the uh, what do we call the high bikes at the moment. I see them all the time. I shouldn't know their names. But anyway, <laughs> the name that dare not speak its name. The lime. The, the, the lime. red. The, so there's yeah. no flickering lights on any of those. No, no. You know, um, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I hate those flashing lights with passion. Yeah, well, they're not great on uh, city roads and bike paths. Yeah. And so if get into it, have a look at it. They'd be quite smart technology. Yeah. 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 And if it finds a couple of bugs in the in the and reports to, on the system, it's well and well and good. Yeah. It's well, it sounds good. like it's building up data to make the lights work quite well. Um but, you know, it's, you know, <laughs> it's the middle of winter <laughs> and we're going to have a light trial <laughs> we'll be back after this little break 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor Vacro's Second Chance Cycles for their financial support Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. And you're back listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show with Val and Faith in the studios at 3CR. Don't forget to text us your bike moments on 04 888 
0-9855. And another shout-out to everybody that not only helped us get over our target, but I think 3CR is breathing down the neck of our target, which is a, yep. a great effort. On air for another year. There we go. No way. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the uh, things I'm sure everybody's or is noticeable in the... Uh, the last 18 months is uh, supply lines have changed and um, about where do our bicycles come from. And, look, I've come across a interesting story about a resurgence of bicycle manufacturing in, in I was nearly going to say something else, at Portugal uh, as part of the EU. And quite fascinating, Portugal now supplies about 25% of Europe's bicycles um, and employs, I think, uh, where are my numbers? No, no, I didn't write the employment number down. But it's a really quite big yeah. part of their program and they've made a real effort, like Taiwan made a real effort 30, 35 years ago to become specialist in bicycle manufacturing. They've got one of the biggest um, uh, carbon baking operations going. Wow. So, and look, if you, you're you used to buying bicycle parts and accessories, I think the most um, prominent one we see here in Mel, in Australia would be Polio Sport. And they make a lot of baby seats, a lot of kids' helmets, a lot of all those other things coming from, um, uh, from Portugal. And yep. a lot of the industries that closed in Portugal are now directed back into bicycle manufacturing which is great. So that's manufacturing but um, also training and jobs. Yes, I mean, yeah. you, you know, you think here of if someone is interested, even in yeah. mechanics, yeah. where where do you train? And, the, <laughs> and these are um, – it was interesting. There was an American um, uh, manufacturer who'd um, gone to Portugal to look through the factories and he was saying that they were one of the best-run factories and assembly places he'd ever seen so it's and look i mean you get pictures i know it's a little bit of a blurb but this is really close to not automated there's a lot of human um interactioning putting bicycles together but um spotless clean like a you would expect vaccines to be manufactured yeah. in it it looked like that yeah. I mean, you know but it's really fascinating. Look, bought on um, um, the EU does have a tariff barrier against um, uh, cheap imports, and especially in the bicycle world. That's obviously helps people like the. I think Poland's another climbing up there as well as Portugal. So it's really quite interesting to watch and how those um, um, those countries then adapt to the new you know, manufacturing regimes they're in. Yeah, or, or bringing manufacturing back yeah. on, on shore and setting up industries. And for yeah. all those who remember a long time ago when Eddie Merckx was riding, <laughs> when he six cup, um, it's interesting, um, I can only think of one other, there was a wonderful Spanish company that made a lot of components called Zeus, who was a sort of like a Spanish Campagnolo, and that's the only other thing, like other part of bicycle world that I can think that comes from the peninsula there. But they were very high class quality, and 
that bicycle boom in the 70s obviously yep. helped create them. Yeah. Um, and look, you still find their hubs every now and then, <laughs> things that have lasted all those years. But um, France now, you know, it was good to see that um, they're interesting little artefacts of history is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you know, yeah. And no, they definitely. go round and round and round and round and, and still. <laughs> making a comeback. Yes. Yeah. So we look at a couple of events yes. coming up. Yes. Um, if we haven't got uh, a go-go from <clears throat> Roubaix yet, I've, oh, have we? Um, shut up, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to mention Melbourne Roubaix. Uh, yes. I think you can still get tickets. And the new date that was scheduled after the last COVID lockdown in Melbourne is Sunday the 29th of August. So plenty of time to work out what your team costume will be um, and uh, have Ooh. endless arguments over that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure I can convince a couple of people to go in costume, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know um, what Roubaix is, it's a 40-ish kilometre jaunt around mainly the northern suburbs of Melbourne with a few other bits. Um but a lot of it incorporates bluestone laneways, um, so yeah. it's it's a way to explore, especially the the back roads and the the back sides of uh, the suburbs, um, and you can take part in a treasure hunt along the way. Uh, lots of great prizes, none of them for being fast or the first to finish. Uh, all for great costumes uh, and and making an adventure of the day with a group of friends. I think it's the fifteenth year, yep. by my reckoning. Yeah. So uh, yeah. It um, don't if you haven't uh, tried Roubaix, don't get put off by thinking it's a hard day of a no, ride. No. This is a very gentle ride through morning. Plenty of time to stop for a morning coffee. Maybe yep. have a light stop lunch at lunch. some stage. <laughs> You know. Finish up at Brunswick Velodrome and there will then be also food trucks and there'll a party. Be, there'll a be great plenty of things atmosphere. happening. Yep. This year um, there is a mini Melbourne Roubaix for ages 4 to 10. So uh, you can hang out at the Roubaix having fun with the kids, hang out at the Velodrome having, waiting for everyone to come back. But I have to say, like, I think, I'm not sure how old my son was when he first did it, but... It's not compulsory to do the whole route, so you, you can you can take kids and and then halfway through, or you, you can select which bits you do and, and head back to the velodrome when they've had enough and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. make the day of it what you will. Yeah. Just have fun. Just have fun. It um, look, I think it probably it'll be a big year this year. Hopefully, I think people are ready to get out of for. Hopefully, it's a lovely day. And yeah, I think. Um, It'll be hopefully people will get out and really support it. It'll be good. I think people will be happy to see it back after missing last year and successive yeah. lockdowns. It it's yeah yeah. There's uh, there's nothing like a mass gathering, is it? Hello, Sydney. <laughs> so that's coming up. So look, you can still buy a ticket and 
look, you've got another couple of weeks to do the training. So, <laughs> or find the right bike. But it is a great day not to be missed. And I'm just overemphasising. I've got uh, a friend who doesn't want to come along because it might be too strenuous and not too sure about her legs. And I said, yeah. well, look, this is, um, you can go at any pace. You do, there are a couple of memorable climbs can be in um, Melbourne Roubaix. But you can always skip but them. you can go round them. Yes, you go know, round, you, go to the next bit. You don't climb. have to do any of it. <laughs> you can actually stay at the bottom and just wait for the others to do it and yep. then join up. And uh, you'll you'll find tickets for that at fixo.co um, or if you Google Melbourne Roubaix, that's Melbourne, uh, M-E-L-B-U-R-N, and Roubaix is R-O-O-B-A-I-X. Also coming up... This looks really interesting. Port Phillip Bug are running a community bike ride to visit 10 Aboriginal sites of significance, um, Indigenous landscapes of Port Phillip. It's an 18-kilometre ride with a mix of road and shared path riding through Balaclava, Elwood, South Melbourne, Albert Park and Port Melbourne, led by historian Maya Idelson. They will visit 10 sites installed in 2016 during reconciling Reconciliation Week, recognising the continuing culture of the Boon Wurrung people. Uh, Saturday the 17th of July, so that's coming up, and you can get your tickets on trybooking.com. If you Google, you look at Willem, Indigenous Landscapes of Port Phillip, you should be able to find that. And what's the bug again? Port Phillip bug. Port Phillip bug. Yep. Shout out to Port Phillip bug. For They have some lovely rides. That one sounds pretty special. It does. And I think, I think that's it for today. <laughs> You've been listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show on 3CR. Uh, like all programs on 3CR, the Yarrabug Radio Show is run entirely by volunteers, and 3CR relies on your support to stay on the air. Coming up next is Shebop. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.